Good morning, brothers and sisters in Christ. Great to see everybody this morning. Hopefully I won't fall while I'm up here this morning, so we'll be good. Tim, I'm glad you didn't get seasick this morning also. But I'm very happy to be here this morning to let you know God is working in the lives of all of us. I know we can see in our bulletin there's many prayer requests right now, lots of different things going on in our congregation. And for sure, we definitely want to be in the realm of prayer, thinking about prayer each and every day, praying for those who need strength, those who need healing in each and every way, physically, emotionally, spiritually, all the time at this time also. And I talk about when we think about praying in the spirit and that word and that phrase, a lot of times we hear we kind of get scared because we don't know what that means sometimes. And we shouldn't be scared of what that means. When we start to look at this morning, I want us to think about the opportunities that we have. When it says in Ephesians 6 that we're going to be talking about this morning in verse 18, that says this as we read this together this morning. And I pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests with this in mind. Be alert. Always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Now, when we start thinking about when Paul is talking about this and what is going on and what's happening, he already just talked about the full armor of God. That we should put on the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, and the shoes, and everything else that goes along with that armor. But there's something that he talks about after you get all the armor ready and you have the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God in your hand, then he turns to something. What about if we have everything ready? Now what do we do before we go? Let's go. No. Let's pray. Let's take a moment to pray. I don't know about y'all, but some of you may have seen Hacksaw Ridge, the movie talking about that movie, Hacksaw Ridge. And they went up that hill and the guy had saved all those many people at that time. And then when they decided to go back up again, it shows that commander, they're calling them and said, why aren't y'all going up there? He said, we're not going until he gets finished praying. And I don't want us to think about that also. We are soldiers of Christ. We are in Christ. We are, we have the spirit of the living God living in us. And this is something that should drive us, that should motivate us to want to do God's will in our life more than anything else. Because as the scripture says in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13 and 14, that we have received the Holy Spirit of God as it says a seal. Ephesians 1, 13 and 14 says, And you also were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. When you believed, you, have, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance unto the redemption of those who are God's possession, to the praise of his glory. We have received it. We have been sealed as they sing, signed, sealed, delivered. I'm yours, Lord, and I want to be yours, and I want to continue in you each and every day of my life, Lord. It says in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3, that all spiritual blessings are in Christ Jesus our Lord. That we have received, as it says here, the Holy Spirit of God, the deposit that will redeem us at the very appointed time. Should that not give us confidence? We should not be scared to say, when we die, where will we go? Because it's not based on our works, but it's based on what the Lord has done for us. And we can say with our hearts and with our minds, we are going to be with the Father. Because we have, got, we have received the Holy Spirit of God. It has been sealed in us. But we have been sealed with it. And it even says when we received that Holy Spirit of God. When we received it, when it became part of us. Praise God in Acts chapter 2, 38. When the people asked, what shall we do? When they understood of their sins and what their other sins had put Jesus on the cross. They said, repent and be baptized. Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ. For the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Praise God. 
We have received the gift of the Holy Spirit. It is the promise of God. It is the confidence that we have in God, knowing that we are sealed with him until the redemption of our bodies. Lord God, we thank you for that. We thank you for the confidence that we have in that. And may we always continue to grow in that each and every day, Lord, and know who we are in Christ Jesus. His spirit that is living in us. The spirit that we are called to walk by the spirit. Called that we are called to be led by the spirit. We thank you, Lord, for the spirit that you have given us. That we may be one as you are one, Lord. Because of the blood of Jesus who has cleansed us from all sins. And the spirit that is in us. It gives us the one Lord, the one faith, the one spirit, the one baptism that we talk about. Lord God, thank you so much, Lord. Because you know what else happens when we receive the spirit of God? We are not only in Christ, but we become sons. We become children of God. As the word says in Ephesians or in Acts, in Galatians chapter 4, verse 5 and 6. To redeem those under the law that we might receive adoption to sonship. Because you are his sons, God sent his spirit into the hearts. The spirit who calls out, Abba, Father. God sent his spirit, where? Into our hearts. So that we may be able to call him Father. That we may be able to call him Daddy. That we may be able to say, God, thank you that you are my Father. Thank you that I am your Son. And you are a good protector. You are a good guardian. You are my rock. You are my refuge, God. And not only you are an awesome God, you are my Father. Because of your gracious gift of your Son, Jesus. And the Spirit that we have been given. We have been given the spirit of sonship. We are now in Christ. We belong to him. We live for him because we are in him and we are in Christ Jesus. And not only that, as we understand, when we have the spirit of God in our lives, we understand that we belong to God. Romans chapter 8 verses 9 and 11 says this. You, however, are not in the realm of the flesh, but are in the realm of the spirit. If indeed the spirit of God lives in you. And if anyone does not have the Spirit of God, they do not belong to Christ. But if Christ is in you, then even though your body is subject to death because of sin, the Spirit gives life because of righteousness. And if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, He who raised Him from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of the Spirit who lives in you. Aren't you happy that we're going to receive a new body? A body that's not going to be subject to decay. A body that's going to be subject to not perish, but to last for always, last for times eternal with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That is the promise that God has given us because it says if we have been given the spirit of God, the spirit of Christ, we are in the realm of the spirit and we belong to him. Man, I love to belong to something. I don't know about you. I belong to that. I have identity in that. I have something that I'm looking for, something I belong to, because all of us want to be a part of something. Sometime or another, we like to say, no, I don't want to be part of anything, but we want to be part of something. And God is saying, you are a part of the body of Christ through his spirit that he has given each and every one of us. Now, I want us to know, brothers and sisters, we have this great and awesome gift of the spirit And we have it. And we having the Holy Spirit in our lives should give that confidence to us to live each and every day. That, Lord, whatever comes my way, I know that you are with me. And as your father is your son, you are always watching over me, looking at me. And yet, the Spirit of God that we have, we have a lot of times connecting to God our prayers to the Holy Spirit. I want you to know connecting our prayers to the Holy Spirit empowers us. 
If we think about what it says in Ephesians chapter 6, when he's talking about putting on the full armor of God. And if you look through all of the book of Ephesians, I'm saying Ephesians a lot this morning because that's what we're studying in Bible school right now in, our, in, our, in this quarter. So it's on our hearts and it's on our minds. Paul will over and over again say, I pray that you may understand the power of his love, the power of Christ in your lives. Over and over again, he's telling the people who the world around them was telling them other things to live different ways. But he said, don't forget the power of Christ that you have. And when he talks about the armor, as I said earlier, he talks about when you have all of the armor on and you get ready to go, go to the Lord in prayer. And he says, as it says in 618, pray in the spirit. Now, a lot of times when we hear that phrase, pray in the spirit, we kind of get like, what does that mean? We're going to look at it a little bit here. But I want us to know that it's definitely something that we pray with our mind as well. And we allow the spirit of God to direct us and allow us him to work in our lives in a way that we can see him working and guiding our lives as well. In Romans chapter 8, verse 26 and 27, look what it says about the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives when we pray. Have you ever had a problem praying? Have you ever thought, I don't pray well enough, or I don't have the right words to say, or I don't know how to express this truly to the Lord, whatever it is I'm going through. For some reason, Lord, I can't say the words. I don't don't think I'm going to be able to get it to you. And you may be, oh man, he's going to miss out. He's not going to understand it. Chuck, I'm not going to say it right. And he's going to, he's going to miss my, I'm going to mess my prayer up. And he's not going to understand anything. Look what the word of God says in Romans chapter 8, verse 26 and 27. In the same way, the spirit helps us in our weakness. Whenever we are weak, we do not know what we ought to pray for, but the spirit himself intercedes for us with what? Through wordless groans. And he searches our hearts and, know, and he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit. Because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. Lord God, thank you so much. That even when I don't know how to express it, because you are living in my life, because I am no longer in the realm of the flesh, but I am in realm of the Spirit, your Spirit that is living and active in my life is able to intercede for me. And he intercedes for me on behalf of your will, Lord. Your good, pleasing, perfect will. Have you ever prayed, Lord, I'm praying for this, but hopefully, I hope I'm not praying this because of myself, but because of the real reason. I hope it's not because about, about me, but about you, Lord. And if we're having that struggle at that time, say, Lord God, may your spirit in me reflect what I am wanting to say. May your spirit that lives in me and resides in me say what I want to say. And look at as it says here. It says, the spirit himself intercedes through wordless groans. He can bring everything to the Lord. Whenever you're at a time in your life where something hard is going on and difficult is going on, and man, you feel weak. Paul would say in Corinthians is when God told him, my grace is sufficient for you. But also when you're weak and you're feeling at that very time, not what to do, not what to say, you can go to the Lord in prayer. And you can pray in the Spirit. You can say, Lord, allow your Spirit to work through me, to express exactly what is on my heart. Lord, sometimes I don't know my heart as well as you do, but you do, Lord. So, Lord, you take over. 
And may your good, pleasing, perfect will be done. James chapter 4 says that some pray and they don't receive because they ask with wrong motives. So, Lord God, by your spirit, may the motives that I speak of in my prayers be righteous. Be of to do, to do your will and not my will, Lord, in my life. We need to realize that we're in God's presence speaking to God. Can you realize this, that we have that spirit of sonship, and when we are in prayer, that we are in the very presence of God, our prayers are lifted up to him, and he should illuminate our words and all the things that we say. And you know what? Sometimes we think, well, praying in the spirit, that, then that's going to give me what I'm supposed to say at the moment. Or it's going to be some great, big, huge experience. But you know what? Sometimes it may not even be electrifying at all. You may just be sitting there quietly. I don't know about you, but I, don't, I know about me. There's been times in prayer where I'm very fervent, praying very fervently. And there's been times in prayer where I've been, prayed very quietly. And then there's been times of prayer where I haven't said anything at all. And just allowing the Lord to work and bringing those thoughts to the Lord at this time, at that time also. Brothers and sisters, don't forget that we are in the very presence of God the Father through our prayers. The Spirit is there interceding for us with words of groans, talking on our behalf, in our weaknesses. Don't feel that you're alone. Don't feel that God is not with you. You can know that God is with you. And that his Holy Spirit is working in you to bring about the very prayer that you want to pray to your Lord our God Almighty. You know what? One of the great things that we say also is we understand that as we have this great gift of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And Ephesians chapter 4 verse 30 says, let us not grieve the Holy Spirit of God for which we were sealed and which we were redeemed. Brothers and sisters, we have the greatest power in our lives, Jesus Christ, his spirit that will resurrect us on the last day. Let us not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. And as he says that, he says how we grieve the Holy Spirit of God. Brothers and sisters, it's time for us to be praying for each other each and every day. Amen. And if there's anything that we have against each other, it's time to pray about it. And if there's anything that we have against leaders, or if there's anything that we have against one another, it's time for us to be praying about it. Praying in the Spirit, because God says, let us not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. And he says in that verse also, let no unwholesome, unwholesome talk come out of our mouths. Not obscenity, not coarse joking. Not only those things, but let's talk truthfully to our neighbor with love as well. And as we do that, we allow God to work in our lives. I don't want the Holy Spirit of God to be grieved in me. I want the Holy Spirit of God to be an enjoyment. I want the Holy Spirit of God to be in me in such a way that he can tell that as it says here in Galatians chapter 5, and then we know when it says walk by the Spirit, we are led by the Spirit each and every day of our lives. That we may walk by faith and not by sight, that we walk and are led by the Spirit each and every day of our lives in all that we do, knowing that he is with us. You know what happens also? You know what 1 Peter chapter 3 verse 7 says? Men to our wives, if we treat them... With disrespect, it says our prayers will be hindered because that grieves the Holy Spirit of God when we don't treat our wives as we should. Say these things because we've been called to pray. We've been called to pray for one another. 
We've been called to love one another. In fact, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16 says, Pray continually or pray without ceasing. If you look 16 to 18, be joyful. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will according, God's good and pleasing perfect will in Christ Jesus our Lord. And as we look at these verses here, thinking about what God is calling us to and what he's saying to us in this cost. He says when we are praying in the spirit, when do we pray in the spirit? Is it a certain time of day? Is it when we go into the closet at night? Or when is it that it happens? And when should it happen in our lives each and every day? Well, I got some good news for us. When it says pray without ceasing, and I don't know about you, does that scare any of you? Oh, Lord, how am I going to do that? Pray always. Lord God, I don't know how to do that. Am I going to have to have my head bowed down all day? That wouldn't be good if I'm driving around. Okay, I'm going to be driving. Okay, Lord, I'm going to pray. Lord God, help me not to have an accident this time while I'm praying to you. He's not talking about that kind at that moment. But praise God that while I'm driving, I can pray to my Lord. Amen. Praise God that I can go to him in prayer. And it says, what kind of prayer should be given up to God? And it says, on all occasions... All kinds of prayers, all kinds of requests, all kinds of supplications, being alert and praying for all of the saints. Look at all of these things that he's saying, all occasions. Wow. When something great happens in the life of Sonny, somebody, praise God. When somebody's going through something hard in their lives, God, I thank you that we can come to you in prayer and ask you to comfort that person. Philippians chapter 4 says, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Submit your prayers and petitions to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will be with your hearts in Christ Jesus our Lord. He says what? In your anxieties. In all of the things that you're going through. Anything that's hard. You got bills hard to pay? Pray about it. Struggling with a brother or sister in Christ? Pray about it. Struggling with your mom and dad or with your daughter or son? Pray about it. Pray upon all occasions. And I know, like I said earlier, if we get our bulletin, we can see there are many different things going on right now with many brothers and sisters of our congregation here. And we need to be praying for one another and continue praying for one another each and every day. And how do we get involved to make that happen? How do we make our hearts get to the point that we're praying on all occasions, and that we're praying on all kinds of requests, being alert for prayers, praying for all the saints? How does that happen? And how do we get that to happen in our lives, Lord, when it says pray without ceasing? Well, Lord God, help me to have my mindset on you all day long. And throughout the day, Lord, when something arises, if I hear of something, or if we read Facebook and see something that's going on, Lord, I'm praying about it. Do you see how many prayers is going up on Facebook for our brothers and sisters? Something put on, the next word you say is praying for you, and I believe it. Praying for you. The very first response that comes is praying for you. There's a couple of things I want to talk about before we get into these points here. But there was a brother in Christ. He used to work at UPS. And, you know, he worked the night shift and he was going to school during the daytime and he was already married. And he would get off around 4 or 4.30 in the morning, you know, and then drive home. And one particular morning, you know, he was real tired. And he was driving home. And he felt like he was going to fall asleep. The next thing you know, he wound up at his house and he didn't even know how he got there. I'll tell you what, that's scary, isn't it? It's happened to me before. We, when I was in college, 
we went to a lock-in at another campus ministry a long way away. And also on that trip, we were taking a lady to stay in this city because she was going to go back, come back to Texas at that time, actually. And on the way there, as we got there, when we, we got to the house and we dropped off the lady, and then we went to the lock-in and we stayed all night with, you know, enjoying that time of devotion and enjoying that time to get fellowship together with the other brothers and sisters in Christ from the other campus ministry. And, you know, we were going to go back. So then I get a call and said the lady had forgot her medicine. And it was about a three-hour drive to where we were. So after the lock-in, go drive back to Tennessee, get the medicine, three hours, then come back again, three hours, drop off the medicine, and then decide to go on home. I don't know why, because I didn't have anywhere to stay. I guess I was ready to just go back home. One thing I know is when I left, I was actually in Murray, Kentucky. When I left that place, when I got to Nashville, I said, how am I here? (laughs) I was worn out, totally worn out. And then made it on back to Cookville at that time. But what I want us to know is that brother, when he said he got there at the house, he said, I don't know how I got here. And he said he walked into the house. And as he walked into his house, his wife was awake, which she's not usually awake at that time. And she said, are you okay? He said, yeah, I'll tell you what, I was so tired. I don't know how I made it home. And she said, you know what? I know something was going on. She said, I woke up and while I was asleep and where when I woke up at that time, the Lord put on me, the spirit told me to be praying for you. So she started praying at that very moment in the spirit, praying the Lord's protection for him. And he made it home. I know one night also, when we talk about praying in the Spirit and being able to listen to the Spirit, whenever you have somebody that comes into your heart, you know, a lot of times people want to say, it's God talking to me. I don't know what you would like to say. I say when God presses upon your heart through His Spirit to pray for someone, pray for that person at that very moment. Don't be afraid to pray, not even knowing why. Lord God, if you put this person on my heart, There is some reason you put that person on my heart. May I pray for that person right now? And you know what? Sometimes we think, well, if I pray just the right prayer, it'll happen the way I want it. It's not about that. And the very first step, actually, that we understand in understanding this is admitting our inability to pray correctly all the time. Or otherwise, understanding the dependence that I have on God the Father and His Spirit in me To pray the prayer that I should pray for my brothers and sisters in Christ. That I should express it with all of my heart, soul, mind, and strength. And whatever it is that I have not expressed well enough to the Lord, knowing that His Spirit will express it to the Father in its entirety according to God's will. It's the act of really yielding ourselves to the Spirit, confessing it, and saying, Lord God, we are in prayerful anticipation of what you're going to do through this prayer. But not only that, it's also enjoying living communion with God. I don't know if many of you you probably have seen the movie War Room already. And as that lady starts to begin her journey to, to pray, she goes into the room and three minutes later, she is ready out of that room. And then 10 minutes later, she's out of that room. She says, I can't stand this. This is too long. And then you see later on, she's spending... One hour, two hours in that room. What happens? 
It's what you call enjoying the living communion with God. Enjoying it. Knowing that you're not trying to make conversation with somebody who you don't know. You're making conversation with your father. You're making conversation with the spirit of adoption that was brought into you. And you are right into the presence of God. And it's a living act of fellowship and communion. Vibrant with life when we're praying to the Lord. Because we're praying in his presence. Lord God, thank you. That it's that way. Lately, I thank the Lord that uh, somebody had given me a book like a prayer journal. And I said, I'm going to try this. And so I've been writing. I'm not no professional at it. Not, not that way at all. But I found out that, you know, when I started writing at first, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to write here and get done as fast as I can. And it's not about getting done as fast as you can. And I started realizing, you know what? I wrote a half a page the first time. Now, if I'm not catching myself, I'm going two or three pages. Why? Because God is working on me. God is saying, spend time in prayer. That's a spiritual discipline that if you would like to try it, try it. It's being an encouragement for me. It's keeping me on focus, especially with my foot and the things that are going on and all the other things going on in our lives each and every day. The result of the Spirit's work is that we bow down before God as humble children and in awe of God. But also, when you're praying in the Spirit, don't feel rushed. Don't feel rushed. Don't feel rushed to say, Lord God, I want to spend some time with you in prayer. A lot of times you may be wanting just to meditate with the Lord and on His Word. Reading His Word while you're praying and allowing His Word to speak to you and talk to you and to impress on your heart God's will. Praying in the Spirit, saying, Lord God, wow, this came into my mind. How did that get here? I'm going to pray for that person right now. Lord God, may I be attuned to your Spirit in my life. And may I know that he is there. And may I be able to plead with holy boldness for other people, brothers and sisters in Christ. We're not bringing demands before the Lord. But we're bringing requests before the Lord. And the Lord will answer according to his will. Not according to our will. But we can bring our request to him. It's an awakened sense of intimacy that we have with the Lord. That we can talk to him. Just as we're talking to a friend. Brothers and sisters, I don't want us to forget in the end. We are in a spiritual battle. We are in a spiritual battle as we speak. Yesterday we saw many whose time for the Lord came yesterday. Or many who were... In, in that very moment, we just have all around us, brothers and sisters. We see things happening in this world that reminds us of the battle. And as Tim taught us last week, the battle is not against flesh and blood. It's against the spirits and principles and powers and authorities of this heavenly realm. And the enemy is not us. The enemy is Satan. It is Satan who is in, in this battle. And he's wanting us to wage war against one another each and every day, each and every moment. He's wanting us to wage war against others, brothers and sisters in Christ. We don't want to do that as well, brothers. So we are in a spiritual battle. We have the full armor of God. Now let us advance in praying in the spirit. Pray for yourself. Pray for others. And others pray for you each and every day, each and every moment.
You know what happens when we see this here? And it says, and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Wherever they are, battling for the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Battling that they continue to live the life of Christ each and every day. They say he's finished with the poem, so I'm going to finish with one today. Restraining prayer, we cease to fight. Prayer makes the Christian armor bright. And Satan trembles when he sees the weakest saint upon his knees. May we be upon our knees. May we be in the spirit of prayer each and every day, knowing that our great God is on our side. The battle belongs to the Lord. Jesus paid it all. And in paying it all, he gave his spirit to us that should intercede for us. This morning, if you don't have the spirit of God in your lives, I encourage you to give your life to the Lord. Receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Be baptized in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins and receive this gift that is a seal of your redemption. And live for him each and every day. And for all of us who are in Christ, don't be afraid. When you don't have the words, allow the Spirit to pray on your behalf, knowing that He's going to pray according to God's good, pleasing, and perfect will. And if you have any prayer requests this morning, we want to pray as a church to our Father boldly and humbly in His presence. If you have any need this morning, come as we stand and sing, Jesus paid it all. We hope by listening to this lesson, you have found a better understanding of the Bible. And through that better understanding, find a closer relationship with God and His Son, Jesus Christ, our living Savior. If you have any questions or desire more information, please feel free to contact us here at the Dangerfield, Texas Church of Christ. You can find us at dfield.org. That's D-F-I-E-L-D-C-O-C dot O-R-G. Or you can email at dfieldcoc779 at aol.com. Or you can call us at 903-645-2896. If you are local to the Dangerfield area, we would love an opportunity to meet you and encourage you in person at 818 West W.M. Watson Boulevard, Dangerfield, Texas. 75638. Our meeting times are Sunday mornings at 9.30 a.m. for Bible class and 10.30 a.m. for worship service, Sunday evening at 6 p.m. for worship service, and Wednesday evening at 6.30 p.m. for our midweek Bible class. Grace and peace be with you always.